Welcome back, everyone, to the, the NAS podcast. This is the first live-streamed podcast. One of our uh, guests today is in Sweden, I think, right? Yep. <laughs> one of those. No, no. I'm in one of those. One of, one those. of those countries. One of those countries. And um, I'm with a band, and this band is a post-hornycore band instead of hardcore. <laughs> Post hornycore. That's a good one. I, like that. I surprisingly haven't heard I like, that yet. I like that. I like that. We're off to the races. Yeah, here, we folks. are. But but yeah, this is a. I've had a post a post punk hardcore band, but this is a horncore. So they're hardcore mixed with lots of horns, like uh, trumpets and brass instruments. Anything that falls under a horn. I think you have some saxophone on you guys too, right? We currently yeah. only yeah. have saxophone, yeah, actually. Right. What about that trumpet I heard? We we have had trumpet mm-hmm. in the past. We had yeah. a trumpet player guest on uh, one of our EPs. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we sometimes take some guest horn players and have them come on stage uh, during shows and things like that, but we haven't had a full-time trumpet member And we used ever. to have a trombone player. Trombone, yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, nice. we actually, we had somebody for a few weeks that they basically just took a big piece of cooked penne pasta and just went <laughs> through it. You'd be surprised and, at the acoustics of penne. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Whole wheat's yeah. definitely better than yeah, traditional semolina flour. But he quit because we got him some rigatoni one time and he got really mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't, you you don't do that in the like, pasta horn yeah, man. core world. The ridges gave it. Pasta horny core. I love it. Well, this band is called Action Nest. Action Nest. I keep adding a T for no reason. Action oh, Nest. Action no Nest. Oh, that that actually used to be the the name of the place where a bunch of our members uh, used to live. We called it the Action Nest. Yeah. So, oh, like that. Yeah. Like your HQ. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And you guys are from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's just introduce your guys selves. Like we got Napoleon Dynamite. To, right? <laughs> uh, I am I'm Ian, a guitarist and singer of Action Nest. I'm Jimmy. I play drums and I do some backup vocals. Okay. Very, very nice. And we got Patty. Um, yeah. And I am in Sweden. No. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the Sweden. I am. I, my position in the band is the person that lives in the Netherlands. Oh, so I was close. Yeah. How far away is Sweden from the Netherlands? I have like. Um, so Sweden is what I like to call one of the three long finger countries. And that's actually an official <laughs> historical term. Um, those are the Northern European countries, the phalanges, if you will. Mm. And we are more like dissy way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, close to like France and Germany. Yeah. Okay. I'm terrible mm-hmm. with like geology. Yeah. So we're right next door to Germany. Actually, I could probably, I could, I could, I could get to Germany with, by like an hour by car or something. Oh, so you, you drive in Netherlands? No. no. I feel like people walk or do they, you know, it's, they bike, but you know, what's actually really interesting is that, um, American driver's licenses, if you're a resident here, they're not, uh, they're not considered, uh, to be a a legal driving document. Oh yeah. Other places in the world are accepted, but the driving standards and training and legal driving age and stuff is like much less apparently in the United States. So they're like, fuck that. (laughs) We're not letting Americans drive until you pay a lot of money and uh, take more courses. Yeah. yeah, probably should be letting people develop their prefrontal cortexes a little bit more before we put them behind the wheel of like a two-ton death machine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 16 years old to start driving in the United States. Isn't that hella young? Yeah. yeah agreed. But, agreed. But we're, we're the land of the free, so, you know. <laughs> free land kids. Of the free home of the Whopper. <laughs> free, to, yeah. free to wreck a car. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah, let's just start with the basics. Uh, I keep saying basics, the basis. Wait, I don't even know what the right word is. Start from the beginning. I start with you, Ian. How did you start this band? Is it your band? You're the lead singer, so we actually the three of us started it. Um, okay, Patty and I were in another band, kind of like a ska band, up in Bellingham. What's ska? Uh, that's just like very what happy. We're constantly confused for. Yeah, it's like it's punk with horns in it, but it's all very like real big fish, um, shit at manifesto. Okay, it's a little all more very, dancey. Yeah, and mm-hmm. very like there's happy. a lot of this kind of like skip it up, skip 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 skip. There's some skips. There's some skip bops. But that's some... ska punk, I guess. Like ska is a, a, a there's a, di- a different genre, really. But uh, um, so we had this band that fell apart, and then so we decided to do a new one. Mm-hmm. We renamed it. We had our old uh, saxophone slash trombone player Joel and Jimmy tried out. Oldest guy was gonna come try out for the band, 
and turns out he like had a big relapse that day, and so he went into rehab, oh so he couldn't make it. And... I actually I knew he was coming to try out, and so I killed him. <laughs> and then I, uh... I put the bottle in his hand, <laughs> and um, and so Jimmy was just like he stopped by that day to come pick something up. We're like, hey man, you want to join the band? And and we also had another guy named Phil. And... I don't think he just showed up and like walked. He, he was no, he no, was, I, he was, I, I was helping something. my yeah. friend pick oh, up hey, a cat, and then they remembered that I played drums, and then yeah, suddenly he, I was in the band. He, he definitely oh, was yeah. there for not. He wasn't there to, to try out, but we had Jimmy right. join. At and, least that's yeah. what you think. <laughs> oh, right, you put the bottle in his hand. Yeah. Just stopping by. Mm-hmm. So the only thing in Bellingham is like schools. So I'm guessing you guys met in college, or did you actually live in Bellingham just to live there? See, that's yeah. me, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> they, it, there are, I just live there to live people there. that live there to live there. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad yeah. town, actually. We we were all up. I don't know. You guys were up there. I think a little longer than I was. I was up there for about four or five years. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, yeah, five. But yeah. it was it was university for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's is that like where young people start their lives in Bellingham or and bands. Uh, where every young Bands, person yeah. starts their life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of music there. I mean, that was like the first experiences we had, uh, or at least that I had playing with you, Ian, and, and my first experiences really performing outside of high school were, were in Bellingham. Okay. Yeah, and it's a good environment for it. I mean, I, I actually don't know how it is now, and I'm sure it's probably <laughs> suffered a lot because of COVID, you know, but- uh, Or maybe yeah, not. Because schools are just fucking rampant and like open over whatever college. I guess I'm thinking more about the music scene specifically. Oh, wait, wait. So when people, when bands play in Bellingham, they're not playing to the college audience? Like, who do you? No, there's a lot of little music venues up there. There used to be a lot more. um, I mean, mostly bars and stuff, but there were a couple good all ages places. And uh, it's not a bad spot to get. uh, Yeah, big house show scene. It's, Mm. It's a pretty good area to get your start you know as a band definitely but you guys aren't marketing to college i, I feel like if you're gonna go all the way up there like the point is to get those college kids college you kids. know uh that's probably only made up you get them you, know, you get like, them I mean, they're definitely there because they're going the to the bars goers, yeah. anyways and stuff mm-hmm. so they'll be there mm-hmm. for the most part but yeah but yeah, only I, people in like you know the upper years of the college are going to be out yeah. at the bars because most of them are too young well and they had i mean they they for a while i remember living there and they did not have an all-ages venue. I mm. remember playing the last show at the Foundry, and that was like oh, the yeah. only all-ages venue in Bellingham. Mm. They, it's weird, and but I think that's when like the house show thing kind of started to become this big mm. hullabaloo. And but that's like you got to like know people, I guess. So, that, so yeah. there, if there still is a house show scene up there, I am unaware of it. I feel that yeah. we don't know people anymore. No. We, we're I don't know. The, we're out of the loop. Don't you have to be like a certain age range to go to house shows too? Like if you're in your 50s playing in a band, isn't that kind of weird for like... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're kind of like self-policing when it comes to whether you're going to play a house show or not. I mean, I'm in my my 30s and I always feel like that. I'm like, I'm the oldest guy here. No, I I mean, we... You need me to buy a beer? We definitely play less house shows than than we used to. Uh, When when we were younger and more strapping, we used to do it a lot. Uh, But yeah, these days it doesn't happen that often. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, So... Jimmy, how did you get your start? You just I uh, I've been playing drums since I was in high school. Um, I, I started as a, a piano player. I've Ooh. been playing music for most of my life, and uh, I, I discovered drums in high school and just really liked it. Kind of just took to it, and it was a much easier instrument to pick up by ear. I didn't learn through lessons or through any kind of traditional coaching or anything like mm. that. Um, and you know, when I moved up to Bellingham, I knew Patty through a, another friend that I met in high school who he's married to, uh, and Who's that? Yeah, that's uh, that's Dulcinea. Uh, she's a she's a wonderful. I lady. know her. I live with yeah. her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, wow. Small world. Uh, but I I used to go to the shows that their old band would play. I I loved them. I mean, you know, we had a great time. In fact, actually, it was at one of their shows that I met my wife. Oh wow. And uh, yeah, I know. And and so Spoiler. when I finally got to kind of join up with them and we started playing music together, it was I was really stoked. Are uh, you guys all married? I'm not. Uh, yeah, to each other. Yeah, yeah. to the job, yeah. to the job. I would. I mean, we've talked about all career. collectively adopting a, a, you know, a, a whole pack of children. So. Ooh, like I want a pack like, of feral childs. If I was, no, 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 <laughs> civilized. It's okay. If I was gonna adopt a kid, it had to be. It would have to be like short round from Indiana Jones. <laughs> I think that'd be sick. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't. I don't actually. I don't. Um, I've seen one Indiana Jones film one time. Or what about like Goonies? Have you seen the Goonies? For sure, I think Short Round also played the 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 guy with all the gadgets, the Asian guy. Yes, oh, really? yes. I think, oh, I think yeah. they're the same person. Aww. Wow, nice. I haven't I seen Temple of Doom in forever. That's a good. I one. just want a kid that 
like I don't want a kid right now, but if I was going to adopt a kid, I want someone who like knows how to use gadgets. Yeah, someone who can <laughs> carry like your tools. Like a trepidatious child. A kid who can fit into the vents when you're like trying to do the yeah. heist. You know, he, like, he, like, that's he, really important. That's really important. Yeah. He rigs a lawnmower blade to a Roomba and it just like mows the lawn for you. Like, Man, that kid's smart. Man, Home Alone type kid. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Five hundred dollars I ever spent. Like a it's Roomba. really awesome. You watch him grow up and yeah. Yeah, that's how I don't think that's how Elon Musk was made, but you know, is there any cool like inventors? Do we have any cool inventors this age, this day and age? I think not. I think I, I think yeah, they I think end up getting like, too rich. And yeah, then, but it's like, uh, I think it's like goes to shit. someone like Elon Musk buys their company and then they mm-hmm. they, they they just get lost in history. Uh, <laughs> the the Wozniaks yeah, yeah. of the world, just like. Well, that's like the beautiful thing is that we don't need you know inventors anymore oh, because true. we have investors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, people got to invent NFTs. You know, obviously. That's what oh, <laughs> I just saw yeah. this. I just saw this meme. It was like twenty forty five. You're in divorce court and you're like breaking up the NFTs with your wife. Like, <laughs> how does that? Like, that how, is too real. Yeah, you get the board apes. I get the. <laughs> I get the color hex values. Okay, you know. Oh man, well that's art. So. So yeah. I think yeah. you guys are known for being like one of the most gigging bands in Seattle. Correct. Oh, we, cool. maybe I, I didn't know that that's uh, I mean I think yeah. like have, how, it, how many gigs have we played Patty you're the keeper of the secrets we have a list uh, we have played actually <laughs> I have no idea now but um when I think like right before I moved it was 200 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and well, we've been together and for honestly, seven like, years though we have had conversations like you know I remember specifically talking to you Ian about um you know wanting to like hit up uh oh what's the name of that one like live sessions uh, uh audio channel tree? the one that does all the the t- yeah yeah audio tree session yeah. we looked into the qualifications and it was like yeah we want people who are touring playing like 100 shows a year and you know we played 200 over a handful of years which is a lot and i remember having conversations with you being like ah yeah we should play more like, yeah, we gotta play more. We, gotta, well, we also we gotta do to, more. I was talking yeah. to uh, Nicole from Blackens, and they share the opinion of like after you know COVID kind of like loosened restrictions. Yeah, we were just like we basically said no to like not too much. We were just like let's right. just get back in there. Yeah. Like it was just dived right it's back just in. Fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was such a huge <clears throat> resurgence of live music like in the summertime. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, our first show back. Really was uh, I think Drunky Two Shoes in August. Drunky yeah. Two Shoes. Yeah. yeah, there's so many weird names. I know that yeah. place is awesome, that, and yeah. they have pretty solid barbecue too <laughs> they, down in South Center. They're yeah. like the Ooh. king of the scene for a minute because mm-hmm. they like they were the only venue that had like an outdoor stage. Yeah, so they get to open a little earlier than every other venue. It was hot oh. as shit, and yep. and you could play outside, mm-hmm. and they had like mist machines or mm-hmm. like at least pipes that moisturized you uh, oh right yeah if like, you were standing in the I audience like being moisturized yeah, you gotta, you like the vegetable aisle yeah. in the, in exactly the store. i know uh so that, that was that was so a lot of fun <laughs> and uh, ours almost didn't like, happen because someone crashed into a uh those like the gas meter pipes on oh. the outside building someone just like wrecked into like five of those <laughs> yeah yeah they, they had all the gas lines set up next to one building and, and was there an explosion the, I don't no. know if there was an explosion, oh. but I mean, they were worried about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was, the whole that was area was blocked off, and so we Someone got there and we're there, like, "Ah, oh, shit, the gig's canceled." And and so, uh, yeah, we we thought it was going to be done for for a minute there, but damn, no, it, was, it was great. And I heard about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been seeing so many car crashes lately. I, I've talked about this on another podcast, and I I see a lot on YouTube, of course, but mm-hmm. like in just real life, just commuting to work. Yeah, and I just wonder like how these happen. Because it seems like there's a lot of times when I see these car crashes, there's like no rain or anything. Are people just on their phones or are they just bad drive? Like, what does the Netherlands know that we don't know? Is it just how many car crashes do you have per per capita? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, actually, I did see a car a couple of days ago, which was cool. Um, but a crash, <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I don't think that I have legitimately ever seen a car crash here and i've lived here for a year and a half wow i think people just ride their bikes really fast and they they ding their bells at each other and nobody gets hit and i think you know there's a lot of of dinging that's for a lot of dinging yeah there's a shitload of 
love dongs out there uh, in general. But no, I, I I think also we we live in like we're the biggest city in our area, but it's small compared to something like Amsterdam or Rotterdam or something. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are I'm sure that there are vehicular accidents all the time uh, in those cities. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm. I think at least here, though, it's exactly what you said. So, Nobody knows how to fucking drive, yeah. and yeah. everybody's on their, their phones. phones. Not yeah. paying attention. And yeah. as well as, like, I, I see people all the time. Yeah. Said this, uh, I'm a catering driver oh, nice. uh, sometimes. And, and yeah, and it's like people, I think it's getting impatient. They got somewhere to be, and then it's just like they're, mm-hmm. they're weighing their options subconsciously of, like, okay, I mean, yeah, I may, like, be in a car accident, but, I mean, or I can get to where I'm going on time, you know? Like, it's mm-hmm. common enough now that I'm not surprised when I hear an article about someone driving their car through, like, a grocery store in Seattle or something on accident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's well, that's, that's some next level shit right there. It, well, that's, someone yeah. did that to Drunky Two Shoes. No! Now, now that we're mentioning <laughs> that, that's where they drove the car into it, didn't into- they? I had no idea. It was like a robbery, and someone like oh, drove their car into it to like break everything, and they stole all like the uh, sound gear. I thought, unless I, I had a dream where that happened, yeah, that, that sounds happen. like a dream. That is, uh, yeah, that is absolute news to me. I need to write this shit down. Yeah. You've been playing wow. Grand Theft Auto too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, he does. Like, yeah, this is like this is my subconscious speaking. I was like, well, I want to do that. Yeah. So, do you think a band would do that though, like rob stuff and use their equipment, or do you think it's people? If this actually did happen. Oh no, it wouldn't be. I feel like that's something. I feel like that's like this unspoken rule in bandmanship is you just don't steal other people's gear. It definitely yeah. happens. I mean, sure, people can correct me on that, but I always feel like it's usually some a desperate individual because they know that like music gear is worth money. Right. It's like a very like you see a guitar and you're like, okay, that's like I can go to a pawn shop and get a few hundred bucks for that. I feel like yeah. musicians generally, it's like an unspoken rule: you don't steal another person's they don't, gear. They don't steal from one another, you know. That I mean, we've been in all kinds of places, and I've left my drums and you know mm-hmm. associated gear like oh, wow. just wherever, and I've pretty much felt totally safe doing so because Action the worst S, thing that's going to happen and, is uh, that like drummers <laughs> confuse their stick bags for one another, and it's like, oh shit, I accidentally took yours because there's like three ba- brands of these things, and oh. so they all look the same. You gotta get like a laser etching. <laughs> Of like your name, or you something. do. Yeah, yeah got to yeah. get a, a monogram. <laughs> we yeah. do make that kind of money, so <laughs> yes, this is a business. Okay, so yeah. so do you like does Patty? Do you like fly in when they do shows, or do you guys have like a all the time? Room? Yeah, like constantly. We have a private now. We had one last night, and he flew back to the Netherlands, and he's going to fly back for our gig tonight at Barboza. Yeah, yeah. How so? What do you? That's do you, right. Do you just have like a fill-in person, or what? It's yeah. a. It's a. Oh. No, we have a hologram. Uh, Tupac. And- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks that company went bankrupt. Yeah, now. we own it. We own it now. So, no, we have a. We have like a. Patty has come back for one gig. There's one, right? <laughs> yeah, the one and then one two show. years. Yeah, but Patty is like previously like he's he was our de facto manager, and so he's done a lot. Of like he still has managed a lot in some different capacities, uh, from from across the sea. And but right now we have a bass player James Prow from uh, also Flesh Produce who plays mm-hmm. with us live here. Oh, so that's the thing. Like bands switch out members, or the band members are in a lot of different. Oh uh, God! Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're in Action S, it's like <laughs> a big old dance of who can find a new member. Right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, and or a saxophone player. I mean, he's only officially in. Three bands, oh, only three. But I mean, he does work for. I mean, he's played with uh, Acid Tongue and Smoky Brights, and, okay. and he just gets hit up with a lot. For our a lot of our people. horn players are constantly getting invitations yeah. to just guest. Yeah, on same, other same with our Barry Sax player. Like that. Yeah, but if there's yeah. like a group band photo, it's just you three. No, it's the, no. It's, the no, it's, 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 it's Ian and I and our two horn players, Obi and Sam and James. That's you know what we and James. Yeah, so there's yeah. like six. They keep changing like how many people and then yeah. how many fans. It's we, 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 five we physical oh, members and one that's on the screen. And Brian. Yeah, and, you know, and Derek. Yeah, and Derek. Yeah, and Daryl. Yeah. I'm yeah. sort of like uh-huh. a, a ghost that haunts the band, you know, and and sort of likes comes in the night, you know, and like visits people sort of in waking yeah. dreams and and to, to give bad advice and like that's my main role right now no you know like covid has caused us to need to have like a robust system for remote work working so mm-hmm. that we can feel like we're progressing with the creative side and so the beauty of that is that that's something i can do from here so i get to be what i like to call 
uh, a creative consultant. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. If if Action S was like a sci-fi, he'd be the ship AI. Like he, mm-hmm. you never really meet. You never really meet them. They're just there talking in the background. <laughs> do you use band? Do you guys use BandLab then, or do you like send stems to each other? We or? pretty much send recordings yeah. through Slack. Uh, we we have a very disorganized Slack, and uh, we we just kind of have our own little recording setups at home, and mm-hmm. and we just mm-hmm. pop in and bounce down waves little and send them to and, each other. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's well, been our no, primary no, no, means no, no, of recording. No. I don't do waves, MP3s for you guys. Come on, <laughs> we don't deserve nice things. Yeah, what is yes. the difference? Like, I use waves for like my podcast. But I really don't know if it makes that much of a difference. Like, waves are uncompressed. Does, does that make it better quality though? Uh, it just means that just like, like upload time takes fucking long. Long. And, yeah. and, they're, and that's they're what it's too. for. They yeah. just they just yeah. artificially make the file huger. That's I th- all I know. I think <laughs> in in theory, it's like a wave is. So if you send someone a wave, then they can compress it their own way. Versus oh. like an MP3 is compressed, and so you can't take off that compression that's on it if it's already an MP3. Oh, format. so it's not it's boring. Not... Oh, oh my! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So it's not like it's not like fucking Blu-ray. It's not like regular TV and then Blu-ray if you do wave. No, no. Oh. it's not. I don't think it's higher any sort of. I definitely was quality. not downloading waves from LimeWire in 2001. <laughs> oh well, yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah. MP3s. Yeah. Wait, so I've been uploading waves for like no reason. I just upload. I would do it. I, mean, I would I, do. I think I, in sound I production, assume, I think waves are. I, I think they, waves they are sound currency. Better, you know. Yeah. I mean. Waves are the Bitcoin of the of the sound production world. <laughs> There's a new version of uh, video format too. I just realized I've been using it. It's like for Adobe Premiere at least. It's called like H two six point four, but now it's H two six point five or HVEC or something like that. Mm. And it's like because we're le- we're going into like four K is like becoming like the more normal thing. And yeah. just like everything's gonna be more yeah, fast. Yeah. Just no, it's, burns, okay. more K's. it's great. Like my eyes don't or? even see in 4K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look at real life and I'm like, wow, those yeah. mountains are in Come a on, super T-Mobile, clear resolution. Come on, T-Mobile, give us 5K. <laughs> <laughs> we got like, 5K. hello, 4K. Do you know people who have 5G phones though? I don't know anyone really. No. Like I don't know if it makes that much. I of... I have one technically, oh. but honestly, it doesn't really work that well. Did it give I, you COVID? That's what I heard. It it. Uh, you know what? I I think I think that this whole five G gives you COVID thing is a conspiracy. That's funny because when he got it, he did get COVID. That's that's I never put those two and two together. I I actually didn't get COVID. That's the thing. That's the funny Sorry, thing. No, I'm like the one green dot in the in the sea of red dots. I don't Still? know how I haven't gotten it. Yeah. Even yeah. during gigs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Even, yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm out there looking doorknobs and eating yep. gum off the sidewalks, man. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about Patty? How's like COVID in the Netherlands? Is there is it rampant? Oh, wow. God, yeah. It's really rampant. It's super rampant. Very, um, you know, like it's been it's been some good and some bad. You know, something I've learned is that, yeah, the COVID response, I think, in many uh, countries like the United States, countries in the EU has been varied. Like it's not perfect anywhere. It's definitely not perfect here. Some things that we've done right are testing, self-testing. It's like a really accessible vaccine mm. rollout was terrible here, <laughs> honestly. But I shouldn't complain because I got access to to one like readily. You know, it just wasn't as fast, let's say, as in the, in the United States. But it's right as- now, it's really like quite rampant still. Really, but it's not political there yeah. at least, though, right? Or is it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Like people uh, do like um, they do these like, uh, you know, march for it's not quite like a, a, a MAGA, you know, type of type of deal, but it's like a march for our freedom still kind of vibe where it's like the restaurants close at 8 p.m. And we're going to walk around outside because we we want, you know, things to be even more. And it's like. We also have 65, 75, 100,000 COVID cases a day <laughs> here in the Netherlands <laughs> right now. And but like just for some frame of reference, when we had a five-month lockdown, a five-month lockdown, the end of 2020 going into 2021, and we're a country of 17.1 million people, we had like... 19,000 cases a day and the government and everybody was like, oh my God, COVID is rampant. We're at 100,000 a day now. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you seen um, 
28 Days Later? Either of you? Oh, I love that movie. Hell yeah, I very love good. that movie. Super good. Classic Danny Boy. They just came out, this um, this EDM guy named Biometrics just came out like a 28 Days Later um, EDM version song. Hmm. It's fucking phenomenal. Because like, the soundtrack's so good, but I haven't seen anyone actually make like a remix of it. Mm-hmm. And then one finally came out, so I feel like... It's it does to... have a really good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time to start watching cool. zombie movies again. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Prepare. <laughs> so yeah, take notes. Yeah. So if if you're not here with the band gigging, like what what do you do? Like what's your life usually like? What do you do for work? Uh, what do I do? Uh, I don't know. I'm in like a huge uh, time of flux and time of like change right now. I'm like uh, actually have been working for a company that does virtual events for the last about year and some months. Mm. That's been really nice, of course, for stability and income in this new country, but also for something that seems pretty cutting edge and fun to do. But I do have a band over here that we're just in the rehearsing kind of writing material phase. And then I like to sit down and do some demo demoing. I finally have like a stable home studio situation where I can sit down and like, when ideas come, I can really put them down and then come back to them later and continue to work on them. So also in that, and that's something I'm really making more time for, for Action S and actually wrote a song and sent a demo out last week. Ooh, there's a lot of, there's song. honestly like a creative explosion happening between our members right now, I feel like. We're yeah. writing a lot of material at the moment, and yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Nice. It's actually the first time in a long time that we've actually had too much material Sit, that we're sitting on to work on at any given time like we have to actually focus on one thing yeah. you know we have to like organize yeah. ourselves make sure we're like okay we're gonna work on this song not like all five of them at once mm. uh, <laughs> didn't you like your last album was like 2019 or something that's right uh, yeah yeah so how how's, how do you is that normal for bands to like continue to gig even though they don't have new music out or how does that work? oh we just keep mm. yeah. rehashing the same shit you yeah know, it's great crap it's, yeah, just like I, I, recycling yeah. the same garbage <laughs> I, I, and it's hard to say i mean i would almost say yeah that's normal because i can just you can just like look at some of my favorite bands and yeah there's like two or three years between album drops hmm. but yeah, i guess here. i wasn't really there so who knows that could be one of those things that like those albums get written in those three years hmm. and then they're performing those new songs all those years and then finally they have that album so it's almost like it builds excitement as opposed to what we're doing which is like we're just gonna like we're gonna just roll them all out, out pretty of, much out of, yeah. out of nowhere yeah but you, yeah. you know what's interesting though i think is there's also a part of the gigging economy for a like local level band that's so different than a band that has maybe a bit of like a hype machine or a press machine for itself mm-hmm. at a bigger level like a larger larger scale region or a national level is like you can play a series of shows or a tour and then not play for several months. You still have like a perpetuation of your fan base. People don't forget, forget about you, mm-hmm. et cetera. Whereas with a local level band, it feels like there is a need to continuously gig. Like maybe you don't have new, new material or you might even be gigging in our case sometimes like so much that you're like, okay, right. But also we have a lot of shows, so rehearsing and stuff. And I think maybe for bigger bands that take two or three years, they could be working on the record that whole time, maybe because they perhaps do not play as often, mm-hmm. you know, more of like a tour for some period rather than play, let's say, a few times a month at least. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And we've definitely, you know, yeah. up until this point, been kind of the two times a month for the most part. I mean, it's it's been playing live music is sort of our primary way of engaging with our audience we're not very good at social media it's getting a little better we just hired somebody to do that for us to handle our instagram which has been amazing uh but yeah historically i mean for the last couple of years it's just been almost crickets on the social media from us uh so i I think that some bands will engage with people and stay relevant yeah it it, it fucking does i i i hate it i you know I started off when when the band began in 2016. I was kind of the social media guy, and I had fun with it for like two months. Maybe and, you guys should and... twerk on camera. Oh, Ooh. oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that wild? You could be the best band or the best artist in the world if you don't have any following. You're just kind of fucked. A, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there are, there are people that don't put wind. out a whole lot of music and and just engage that way, you know, electronically online, and and you know, that's 
a very valid means of staying relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it definitely works a lot for some people. So what is the point of gigging in Seattle, though? especially if you guys have been around for, you said, seven plus years? Mm-hmm. Isn't it just the same audience? Like, shouldn't you try to be leaving, like go oh, even to tour. Idaho or something? You know, yeah, we, but... we've been on three tours and uh, of, the, of the West Coast and kind of like... Uh, s- and also regional dates. Y- and stuff, yeah, regional yeah. dates yeah, and stuff like outside. that. We or... try to go out of town. I mean, now, nowadays we're kind of trying to set a policy of doing you know, one gig a month in, in the Seattle area, but mm. then trying to branch out to, you know, make it, do some like weekend adventures in other places or thinking yeah. about trying to go over to New York, you know, try to just build up communities in other places. Mm. Uh, so I do feel like you're yeah, a tour. You, yeah, mm-hmm. you're a tour. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. I also feel like they'll, you know, you'll play gigs in Seattle and you'll meet new people that hadn't seen you. Like it is, I think pound for pound less than if you yeah. went to like just, to Reno randomly on the weekend, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think like it's just you meet new fans every time. There's a lot of people in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how do you how do you build your way up yep. in the music scene as a band versus I feel like it's different for a pop artist, a hip hop artist, or whatever genre. Honestly, you know, for us, it 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 seems to come about just by playing and like talking to people after the set, and you know that that one person or people that come up to you and say, wow, you guys are fucking awesome. Like you really moved me tonight, you know, like, and then that just sort of spirals and branches off yeah. into some wacky thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then we end up just making connections with people and, and connect with bands too. Yeah. It really helps to engage with the scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, like going out and watching other bands, playing shows, just like being part of it, kind of helping the wheel turn. And as well as like, I don't know, putting on a good show. I've seen like a lot of good bands, in in the history of my of my life that like we're like fine bands but they didn't right. really put on a very good show and i feel like that's like a really helpful thing to be remembered and like gain mm. a, a good following is just put on a really good show yeah that's very very true the yeah. live performance is a big part of it and mm-hmm. i also think like putting yourself out there in as many different places as possible so that you can create those opportunities for that one person to really dig what you do because Ultimately, like, in my opinion, the healthiest way for a band or a creative person to grow is really to, like, always focus on the creative why and, like, what lights their fire for being the artist. And then when you have one person enjoy you at a show, that person really digs you. They're there for what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. you're doing that with... um, with a sense of being genuine, you're doing that from the heart. And I think accumulating that, let's say, finding that one person a show or putting yourself out there in a really um, intentional way and doing what you wanna do and just finding those those people that really specifically vibe with you, that's, I think, a really stable foundation for growth. And it's much more rewarding because I don't think, I think then you don't compromise yourself creatively in the process of trying to like gain an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, exactly that, you know, just by playing the music that we want to play, playing it, how we want to play it, you know, just putting on the show that we feel like delivering, you know, we're sort of automatically in a way filtering out all the people that wouldn't necessarily be as likely to engage with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, 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 we build up kind of a following just through talking to people who really resonate with the stuff that we put out there and, and how we perform. And do you have to like reach out to like, because I'm doing my first live show um, mm-hmm. next weekend. And I'm, so I'm still new to that live spaces. And like, so. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You. So as you guys continue to like do gigs, do you still individually like reach out to people or do you just post them and people know if they want to come or not? Or? You know, when we moved down here from Bellingham, I mean, honestly, a lot of that burden fell to Patty, you know, who was <laughs> handling all the booking at that time. And, yeah. uh, you know, making introductions in the scene involved a lot of just like figuring out where people play, figuring out who to talk to, you know, like trying to make those connections, usually from afar, usually through email, you know, trying to convince mm-hmm. someone to let you join on their bill just <clears> through <throat> an email. That's something that you had to do. Like you kind of had to build up that foundation for us. And nowadays, yeah. Yeah, we primarily yeah. take, you know, email requests from people who are asking us to just play. And so we don't have to reach out as much nowadays. Uh, mm. But And it, it does feel like there's also more of a inherent fan base. And I have to admit that, like, you know, it's hard to know fully, at least from, look, I, like, drove the 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 speed cart of the marketing and the admin for Action S for, like, m- many years and, like, the marketing and the promotion side of shows is really, it's really hard. 
it's hard to get people to come out. It's hard people to respond to you on social, get people to respond to you on social media, I Mm -hmm. think. And I also think that that is going to change. Like I've thought a lot about how a band would start out now. Mm. And I think it would be slightly different than where we were at when we started. And I can even remember um, after our ska punk outfit that like we're, we've got this new band we're going to move down to Seattle in like, in like five months. So we're going to run the Bellingham circuit that we've already been in for four years Mm -hmm. as fast as possible. And then it is truly about hitting up everyone and everything possible in Seattle, Mm -hmm. you know, and having that moment of being like, Oh God, we have to start over from nothing again was really (laughs) um, challenging, but it's Mm -hmm. really important to just like keep going and be okay with rejection and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were feeling really good up in Bellingham. You know, we, we felt like we had a good community, a good following. And then, you know, as soon as you make that transition, even just to a city that's an hour and 10 minutes south, you know, Mm. it's just it, it was in a lot of ways like starting over. We started playing gigs in Seattle, you know, while we were still living up in Bellingham and what was the name of that that Vietnamese restaurant on 36th and in Fremont that we the mix. played the which one the mix that was our the first mix. Seattle yeah that was show. our first Seattle show that was and... a place that shut down eventually mm-hmm. I assume oh right because they definitely I did not want that hard for alcohol purposes I thought yeah. oh no no the Vermilion Art Space that wasn't the first one I was talking to mm-hmm. Josh the other day and that's the first one we played with Chris Desert that's with Chris Josh. Desert yeah yeah but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the the mix. Was fun. In, Dude, there's video Vermont. footage of that, by the way. There is. Oh yeah. man, I saw Didn't it somewhat my dad recently. The dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Hell dad. yeah, dude. Oh man, that was like the show that our parents like, were excited about, and they came. Prolific. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, they sure did. And boy, it was shit. Yeah, it was absolute garbage. We played just like with a wall of windows behind us, and the, just the sound was terrible. Yeah, and, and just you know. bad setup too. And also, yeah. on a personal note, I was very drunk for that show. Which is not <laughs> on a personal that, note. That's not a normal. I was incredibly intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, me and Phil got but down to Seattle. Like, dank. Oh, yeah, that's it was right. really good. Yeah. It's a really good, like, ramen place now. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Onward and upward. So, Ian, what's it like being, like, a post-horncore singer? Like, does that take a toll on your your vocal? It does. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's something I can't handle, like, even today. Yeah, yeah, my voice is much scratchier than it normally is. <laughs> and this is me after a night of, like singing and then having a few beers afterwards but uh yeah it's definitely you know i mean with vocal cords are muscles and so the more you do it the more it gets easier oh. and you don't like blow your voice. I, I can like i've gone entire tours you know gig after gig after gig um you know like 14 or 12 in a row or whatever it is and you know, i never lose my voice mm-hmm. it definitely gets sore and there's also like you know like you can get like the guys who play in metal bands who just like rah 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 like mm-hmm. there is all there's lots of like exercises you can do to keep your vocal cords and it check and honey and tea. Oh, and, I was thinking that he's actually yeah. a, a a beautiful singer in the traditional sense. You mm-hmm. know, I, yes. I mean the the noises that he makes <laughs> for our band are intentional. That's not just yeah, how yeah. he sings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not just like okay, somebody needs to make some kind of noise, and we just put a microphone in front of you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see, I leave the garbage disposal on overnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I do know. I do know better. Okay. See, pitchfork. I can sing too. My yeah, band yeah, needs yeah, a pitchfork review is so. <laughs> I'm sorry once again. Yeah. So when fans listen to this type of music, how did how do they sing along? Do they do the voice as well, or do they sing? I would normal? really like to know that. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I really when would. they're in the car, they're like, <laughs> yeah. When I, when I feel like I've heard people sing, it is shout. I mean, it's also like there's been times in the practice space that I haven't been able to sing for one reason or another, and like Patty and Jimmy and others in the band have stepped in and just like sang. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I'm not not laughing at you guys, but like it was always fun to like see no, people you like should. see yeah. people try to do that because like I stuck, really, this song's really stuck in my head. Yeah, and people just do their best to like do the you know kind of the bullshit that I do, and I always find your thing. I'm sure it's the same way. They're just like they're just like. I'm gonna do my best. Well, I'm just you know, do my best. I think I think it speaks. To, you know, when people reference our music to me, like they talk about specific songs, never, ever, ever has anyone referenced a single like lyric or vocal line or anything like that. It's not like they're like, yeah, it's the song where you sing. You know, like da, 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 da. oh it, yeah, they they, they oh, always yeah. are like, it's the song where it starts like. Bah, bah. <laughs> 
they try to like make the guitar noises because like they're not even going to oh, like set foot the in the vocal territory. Or the, or the horn, horn noises. noises. The, saxophone no- the saxophone impressions are amazing. Oh, you know that so one good. song that you guys had? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we do oh, know that yeah. one. Uh-huh. We know that one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll play it for you next time. So, mm-hmm. how would you go about doing like a tiny desk? Like, how do you strip down? Oh, we did do that. <laughs> we did yeah. try to do that. Yeah, yeah, we we applied, and so we have dabbled in acoustic performances. Yeah, we used to busk. You know, with some regular. Ooh. Yeah, frequency. and early action S days. We I think we wrote songs that could be acoustic, okay. but the current iteration of our music. Does not. I mean, and like, granted, people bring it up. I remember one time we played that uh, the Honk Festival uh, shit in honk? Eugene, right? Yep, yeah, that's in right. Eugene, honk Eugene, Eugene. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah and, in the middle of a field. In the middle that's of a field. Right. And uh, I think we had some of the Deep Right Below songs. Like, we were playing them at that point. Mm-hmm. I could. I don't know which ones we did, but um, I, like, I remember yeah, walking yeah. away being like, we're never doing that again. No, I know. It was. <laughs> like, it it started to rain. I, I think I had just like a, a kick drum, a floor tom, and a snare and a hi-hat, and I was just using brushes, and I was like, this feels strange. I, 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 oh, oh, hold on. Hold on a second here. Um, I'm going to interject. I was <laughs> playing an unplugged electric bass guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. I, that, I think that. that'll tell you all like, you need to know, really. This is something that you cannot hear. It just sounds like, yeah. <laughs> and there's that one guy watching us and just roasting us the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He was just like making fun of us. I'm just like, well, you're not wrong, sir. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we, is, we, we agree with you. <laughs> we don't you know how we got into this situation. You should have agreed to play that show. Yeah. You know what I remember actually as well, and this is not a diss, so I'm not going to say who it is, but there was another act playing before us and mm-hmm. they had some portable amps and we were like, oh, maybe we could ask them, like, then we could at least plug in the bass and the guitar and oh, this is. might actually not be so bad. And we were like, can we use them? And they were like, no. Aww. Yeah. yeah. They said they were going to leave. That's why. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, we'll we saw like, we're leaving. and then we saw him after the gig and we're like, yeah. oh, cool. I thought you guys left. <laughs> going? Yeah. Super. Hey, by the How way, the we're uh, playing at Old Nick's Pub like two blocks from here in three hours. So come on by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll sound a bit different. So for a tiny desk, I guess you do like softer growls too. Like, See, that's the thing is, I, my voice, I, I cannot, I can't reduce the volume. The volume and the intensity are like, Intertwined, oh. and so we did one. He would, would do like a sultry whisper. I think. Yeah, very. Um, what's it? Uh, careless whisper guy. No, I mean there was a bit of a transition period, you know, uh, between their band and and Action S, where some of the music that we were making kind of had some surfy elements to it. Yeah. You know, there was more of Ian's like traditional singing in there. There wasn't quite as much screaming. <laughs> Right. And and uh, it wasn't you know I wouldn't have called it post horncore at that time it was more like like hell surf I think was the first d- yeah. description that was yeah, put yeah. up on like social that media was, that was our thing. first um, attempt at uh, at search engine optimization was mm. by calling uh-huh. ourselves hell surf, hell surf. we were like hell yeah. surf no one else is going to be called that but <laughs> it really seemed like it fit so po- post horncore at the end of the day is for Google ability yeah. And that's it. True. Yeah. But it's not, is it still pop then? Is it pop horncore? Is it just horn? Post horncore. Post, yeah. Because I thought. So it's like horn, it's horncore, but after that. But after, you know. But isn't yeah. there pop, isn't it post pop hardcore? Like, how does, I thought not it was. To my knowledge. I thought there was pop yeah. in the title. Somewhere. No. I mean, like. Post poopcore. <laughs> we, we've been thinking <laughs> about kind of just refining the, 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 the title, genre yeah. classification. You know, post horncore, I, 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 I like it. It's kind of punny. Yeah. yeah it, it just, there's like a bit of a question mark, you know, at the end where you're kind of like, oh, what does that mean? Like, not everybody would necessarily uh, have a clear yeah. idea of what exactly that's referring to. And you can put post in front of anything. I know. Yeah. It post doesn't, Malone. Post Malone. Okay. Or pre Malone, if you if you're around for his early stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but like, yeah, like post punk, post pop, post post rock. Yeah. Post, it's like it's post office, post, post office. office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what does the post even mean? I don't even. Know. It doesn't mean anything. I feel no. like it's just kind of like it's like kind of punk, but also not. Or like it's kind of pop, but it's also kind of. We're gonna not. get it's some like, well, email on, about this you, later. You know it's when like, you go outside, um, it's like it's actually like go the outside. post does mean yeah. something, Ian. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, troll me. You see um, like a big wooden uh, pole. Remember those? You go out and you see the big. It's oh. like a round wooden, and it's kind of hard. You know, like <laughs> they put those on fences. Lamp, kind of lamp post. That's core. a post. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I mean I feel like it's like you know, when people call it as like art core or like mm-hmm. art punk. It's also just, it's very 
interpretable. It's supposed to be kind of like vague in a way. It's yeah. bullshit, basically. It's bullshit. <laughs> but, yeah, like... but I also kind of like the approach that uh, a band like Black Ends takes, you know, with gunk pop. You know, it's oh. it's something that you've never really heard before, but you kind of like you you know what that is. Like you can imagine it a little bit, well, and then you listen to them, like, and you're like, I think of like earwax or something. Like gunk. <laughs> What is what do you yeah, think when you think of gunk? What do you think of? Oh man! I just I think of I think, like, like grimy, maybe a little sludgy, grimy, 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 sludgy scrambles. You know, yeah. I, or like I, when I, you open a fridge and there's those little like the the rubber seals, and they can never clean between oh, the cracks. Oh There's something like there's in, the, something in the laundry there. machine. You know, there's some like a ball of hair in there that just you know you've never like gone under there and like gotten that out of there. And then they turn that into mm-hmm. music. Okay. And it's Interesting. good. And it's good. Music. It's good. Yeah. Good. You you listen to them and you're like, oh, this is gunk pop. Like that's that's yeah. fucking cool. Nice. Yeah. So, towards SEO again. What about Action Nest? What's mm-hmm. what's the title for? Like, why is that the title you chose? Oh man. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, let you take this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a fun story. Which was a that's fun your story. <laughs> so you know, back in the day before we used Slack, we used Facebook Messenger, and we created this one long thread of just. Constant bullshit. I mean, good God. It was just like we'd, we'd try to talk about the band's name yeah. and we would, uh, you know, we, 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 we would just one person would say something and then it would take three messages and now we're just like suggesting things just to fuck with each other. <laughs> yeah. Like there's nothing, we're not, we're not constructing anything. And eventually, what? I can remember we had a couple of maybes, but eventually I said action bastard. Oh. Apparently that's a thing. Uh there's a show called Shin Chan and Ooh. the uh like the kids a- action figure doll is called Action Bastard. Oh, and somehow our trombone player just knew this. He's like, No, we can't do that. It's like already a thing. Is that like on Adult Swim or something? That doesn't seem like a kid's show. It it's a weird action one. bastard. It's like a weird like <laughs> it's a weird anime. It's so strange. I mean I feel like we definitely could have called ourselves Action, action bastard, bastard and it would have been great. But there's Action yeah. Bronson. I feel like it's a little close, right? Yeah. It's a, a li- yeah. 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 Fun fact, every time I go search for my own band name in Spotify, the first it's, thing they yeah. say is Action Bronson. Yeah, shout out to Action Bronson. Shout out to me. Yeah. Big body bass. I but think I think there is a women's soccer team that is a, named Action it's a, No, no, it's, a, it's an extreme surf sports collective. collective. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's a stream yeah. sports and surf collective here in Europe, actually. Well, Action S. You oh, should connect well. with them then. Yeah, yeah. Cross. That would actually cross be crazy. Brain. I think we must know about each other because we both use. The can same we hashtag. can we hit them up on the the EU tour and and do a thing? That would be dope. Like an Action S sponsored Action S show where yep. we like play out amongst the waves. On the waves. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, Put like, us on a mm-hmm. fucking barge. Yeah. Oh. Uh, everybody's doing this while we play, guys. <laughs> That's why. Oh, uh, trash yeah, barge, then, a diaper barge. Oh, gotta love a good diaper barge. And then Joel, Joel inspired by Action Master, just suggested either Action S or Actionista. And we did action S because better than action E stuff. But was the S? What is, what is the S even? It's like action and finesse. Finesse, yeah. Or That's like, what we made up afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or All right. Like the, the, like, <laughs> I was not a part of this band name yeah, formulation. It, really, I, I don't really know where Joel's inspiration was there, but yeah, it was just. It just kind of came out. I think it literally came out of his mouth like yeah. action S. Action S. And nice. my my sense is We're that like, everyone sure. was kind of just like, all right, well, we hate this one the least, and you know, it's, what's what yeah. what is a name yeah, anyway? And, and, you know, and that, names and, are fake things. <laughs> yeah, okay, right? you know, we'll forget about it, and it'll yeah. just become like a sound. We'll, right? we'll turn into an NFT at some point. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah, also we invented NFTs. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was really what it was. Is that like we had just there's so much bullshit around the name. They were like, fine, fine. If we're all like, if we're all fifty percent on this, that's the closest we've yeah. all been to liking the name. So, and then I like it a lot all, now. Yeah, it's grown on us. Yeah, for sure. I, I like it too. It definitely stands out. But I'm still confused. Like, how do people come together to form a band like hardcore music? Like, do you guys just? Is there like a group of people who just? It's like a slow rotting of just raw yeah. molten iron over years. Because like, if you listen to our older stuff it's not anything like the deep right below i think like we stumbled into the more hardcore ish sounds before that record came out would you say guys maybe like a year ish before and we had dabbled in it before Mm -hmm. but for me i felt like there was definitely a moment of being like a rock punk blues funk country whatever kind of song you want to play band and then we're post 
Encore. Well, see, you know, know, our first song that was ever written is called Shark Hunting, and mm. that's that's off our EP Mignon. And mm. that song, it's the first ever that we that we wrote, and we still play it to this day. And, you know, it's probably the closest from our early days to being a post-horncore song of, of, of anything true. from that era. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it still fits with our song. It's still very current. We still have a lot of fun playing with it. It's, it's heavy, you know. Uh, it doesn't have it, hardly any similarities to the other stuff that we were playing at the time. And, and it's only one note, so it's super easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Any, lots of vamping. Yeah, I would say in, in terms of action, it's history. I mean, we, we at first started off as just kind of like group songwriting collective, mm. for lack of a better way to put it. And then at some point, like, it became obvious that, like, I was the person that wrote the most songs. Yeah. And so I was given, like, the reins of the songwriting. And it was just at this time in my life that I discovered post-hardcore. I discovered the band Drive Like J.U., and I just became ridiculously obsessed with this band. And so I'm like, I want to do this, but we'll just keep the horns in, you know? And yeah. so so I just started to kind of pivot, at least in my own writing that way. Mm. But I would even say, like, at a, at a, in a grander scale of how bands get together that way, it's really like you meet other bands that do that. Like, for instance, mm. our bass player, James Prow, he is in a band called Flesh Produce. And while not post-hardcore, uh, they definitely are this very intense, very heavy band. And, and so, like... And then we eventually, you know, Patty moving to the Netherlands, we asked him if he wanted to join our band. Similarly, um, Obi, I would say, was not really in so many heavy bands, but she just loves heavy music and good performance. And so she asked to be in our band. But then Sam is the same story as James. We're like, Sam, we met him playing with another heavy band mm. called Bad Optics. And yeah. And so we just kind of like, so you we often just meet each other in that same little like microcosm of a scene. Do you have to be like angry people to make this type of music though? Or? You know, uh, it doesn't hurt, <laughs> but. Yeah. We all know Ginger. It has angry not people. hurt oh, yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm mad. I'm mad. It's, you know, and I was just talking with someone last night. Uh, we, we played over in Bremerton at the Charleston and, you know, uh, one of the, the door guys came up to me afterwards and was like, wow, you guys have so much energy on the stage. You know, like I was talking to your lead singer, Ian, earlier and he's just like such a nice, like very mild mild-mannered fellow you know like pretty calm and stuff like that and then he gets up there and he's just fucking shredding and just you know making all this noise and you know where everybody's jumping around and it just like t totally took this guy by surprise you know mm -hmm. I, I think that like we're all you know about within three years and age of, of one another mm -hmm. and I think now our current iteration like probably listens to most of the same music growing up mm. you know we draw from probably the most similar inspirations than this band ever has i mean in the very beginning it was all over the fucking map I, I, it, there were mm -hmm. you know just influences from every genre you could possibly imagine and it culminated into this just really messy meatball yeah. soup <laughs> <laughs> I, I think now the the, the 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 songwriting uh, and the the inspiration for the songwriting comes from the most consistent place and and you know, even though we have still now for this upcoming album, uh, more people writing songs than just Ian, uh, because for the deep right below, it was primarily Ian writing the songs. I mean, you wrote every single one, right? It's uh, I will take credit for. Whack. <laughs> Here's looking at you. Okay, Ken. all right, yeah, yeah. I, I give I give Patty whack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Um, guess what that song is about? Yeah. Well, it's also this also reminds me of how like this is so whack is the song well adapted creature. We call it whack in the band. Same yeah. with like what was it? I mean, there's, a song, there's a song yeah. called You'll Get Your Money, and we just call it money. And so it gets to the point where like I'm like, yeah, we played money last night. We're gonna play money tonight, and people are like, like the Pink Floyd song. I'm like, oh no, 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 ah. no I forgot. Like it's like yeah. the colloquialism we refer to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And also, I just like heavy stuff. I mean, like, yeah, I'm definitely a ginger, and I'm I'm definitely a little angry on the, on the angry side. I've been in the restaurant industry for like twelve years, oh, and that's shit. been the uh, source of constant frustration. But you know, <laughs> that's uh, three things in a row, you know, that does cause for some to. good songwriting. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really, I really, yeah, it, it's like a, it's like three free-ish therapy. I, mean, I guess I had to buy guitars and amps and stuff, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, How many thousands of Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You do not want to sorry. know. That is, <laughs> Maybe not I, free. Yeah, like therapy be, costs money in general. In, you know? in terms of like copays and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like also what I like about heavy music is it's just like it's really intense. There's a lot going on and 
whether it's like kind of a, yeah, whether it's kind of like you get a happy vibe or an angry vibe, it's just like you really can't look away. It's just like mm. it's just a lot of chaos on stage. And I love that about our band is that like you can just watch us be that way. And then you can meet us afterwards and be like, yeah, we're not like, I'm not like jumping on tables and screaming at people. This isn't how we're like yeah, in real life I, I, I love time. that juxtaposition. <laughs> That's stuff. awesome. Yeah. Wait, so what, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a real estate appraiser. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I like it. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, um, you know, it, it's, it's very flexible. And so I feel like I'm able to devote a lot of time to this, you know, which is how I really strongly identify mm -hmm. uh, as, as a musician, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think for most of us, our our jobs are kind of like a, a means to an end, and and that end is you know being able to do this. Yeah. Do you ever tell people in real estate that you're in a band, or how does, <laughs> how does that come across? I I, I honestly <laughs> I I don't, but I don't know. You know, should ask you if we could play at their house. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> yeah. wow, this would make such a great venue. You know, your basement has excellent acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So you guys yeah. have a new project coming out? Yes, we're Ooh, working we're currently working on, on a new album. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. yeah, we're very excited. We've had yeah. a, a lot of fun putting it together over these last couple of months, and mm. you know we're we're definitely in the writing phase still, uh, yeah, but still. it's been coming along really, really well. I, mm. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be very exciting, and we're gonna we're definitely looking forward to releasing it. Is it inspired by the pandemic at all? Like, what you what do you guys gain your inspiration from usually, especially during this time? I mean, absolutely. Mm. I mean, absolutely. Uh, I mean, to me somewhat of personal experience but also just you know we, i think we've all been more interested in the news since you know if if, yeah. if people weren't already you know and so i think like a lot of just like the world around me you know has been very inspired for this whole thing and being a person who's worked throughout it mm -hmm. except for that the, the little three month quarantine thing but yeah yeah so i uh yeah i'm definitely it's definitely been very inspiring and in, in not in like you know, not in like a positive way. Like, yeah, COVID's been great, yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think like <laughs> strong, strong, strong influencers for creative uh, development are like challenge and change. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's a lot of where my voice is coming from right now. Is is like, of course, changes in life from COVID, but also like moving to this new home and adapting with that, and and uh, then also just kind of learning how to find a position from here. And I don't know like about James, but James is also writing songs. So contributing <laughs> his own influences and even mornings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think all of us uh, to a certain degree have, have struggled with a lot of anxiety and depression throughout our lives, you know, mm -hmm. at, at different times. And, you know, it, I think a lot of that energy gets channeled into songwriting, into live performances and things like that. And, and, and just like you said, you know, sometimes having this creative outlet is in a lot of ways, very therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Very true. Yep. Well, you guys have a show tonight. We'll throw a little clip up for you guys on Instagram. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Tell, tell us about this show you got. So tonight's at Barboza and Cap Hill Barboza. with mm -hmm. Deer Heart. Second show in a row. We're doing a little twofer with Deer Heart. We, we love Deer Heart. Deer They're so fantastic. Great. So great. Cool. Oh, like, they're amazing. Kind of like early emo style. Like just yes. like they're, I wouldn't say they're heavy, but they're like loud. They got mm -hmm. like a lot of like riffy guitars. On the flyer uh, for the Charleston last night, they were listed as post emo actually. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, King Youngblood oh, there too. Ooh, I yeah. love Cameron. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very nice no, they're, Yeah. And they're great too. Just like awesome riffy. Like just like, they just like, to me like, classic rock but like you know there's gonna be classic rock in like 10 years kind of vibe you yeah, know? Like yeah yeah how led zeppelin probably looked at you know was looked at when they're in there when they're actually playing it's great stuff so is that how bands collab kind of through gigs like just being on different bills together or how do bands really connect? that's been our experience you know yeah. we've just you met just people and gigs. and develop those connections and you know you just you, you vibe with each other and and that has yeah. just kind of been the history and you can also meet people in bands that uh are just at the shows too you know i remember yeah. for a hot minute we were in um funny weird stories from this one but we, we became friends with the singer from uh fall of troy because he just went to one of our shows and we became kind of friends it they're weird falling out with him but either way fall uh, of troy yeah <laughs> the falling out of troy the fall of, the fall the, the fall of the fall of troy <laughs> And um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I think that's usually how it is. We just like meet people there, whether they're just there to enjoy the show or or um, or playing with them. 
On the yeah, board. we played with King Youngblood for the first time when both of us were opening for Aaron Jones at New Mo's. Oh, yeah, and... yeah, that was like a month or two ago. That wasn't too long ago, right? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was uh, Aaron Jones' first show back since the pandemic, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that was a yeah. huge, wasn't that like... It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we really enjoyed that. That was um, a fun one. Yeah, so we, we definitely met some great people that night, and uh, we've been playing with Deerheart for quite a few years now, I feel like. Yeah, we first played it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Was uh, was the Clockout Lounge with them our first show with with, with Deerheart? Do you remember, Patty? No, no, I don't think then? so. Okay. I, I want to say that the first show we played with Deerheart was at Skylark many years ago. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did they play this with the Clockout? I thought yeah. we didn't play this Clockout. We played with yeah. Deerheart there was and, a uh, we did a uh, like a December show. I think it was December 2019 with Beverly Crusher and did, we, did anyone dress uh, up as Santa? Deerheart. I don't know what's going on. I, <laughs> that's BC so. anyway. I don't, know. I don't have as good a memory <laughs> for for the shows that we played. Like I only started paying attention to this stuff. You know, I yeah. don't know, maybe three months ago. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Well, what do you, do you guys Sorry, have Jimmy. Jimmy? Do you guys have any final advice for any up and coming artists, creators, influencers? We can go around this. It's kind of like a circle. Yeah, it's a circle, I guess. Oh man, what's the? You know, I think we're we we just kind of do what we want to do, and we've we we do this a lot for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's really what this is about for me, and I I think you know the rest of us would agree. It's this is our passion, and we have just had a lot of fun doing it, and you know everything else that's come along with that has just kind of been, uh, you know, it's been the result of hard work, uh, but. Yeah. Just a lot of a lot of luck or really cool things that just happen when you do what you love doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the best advice I can give anyone is just yeah, you know, don't give up. You know, mm-hmm. just keep doing it. You know, it's just that's that's a matter. Just keep keep putting time into it. Never say never. Never like say Justin never. I would just like Yeah, I would totally agree <laughs> with that, man. That's so true. And honestly, like you know, there's going to be things that you uh, you know have as big goals in your life and as an artist and. I think for for us, like the first couple of time, we had some surreal moments where some things were maybe checked off the bucket list or we had really cool shows or played at cool venues. It felt like luck, but really it was like hard work and dedication and not giving up and always trying to put ourselves out there. And that's, mm-hmm. I would agree with you, Ian, 100% on just, yeah, just mm-hmm. keep going always yeah. because you know what, like you can do whatever you want to do, you know, just follow your dreams. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and play loud and always play loud. Life's too short to play quiet. Don't, don't turn down when they tell you to turn down. Yeah. Turn yeah. down. Yeah. Oh, what? and also when you fart in the bath, what I recommend is Whoa. sit down firmly against the floor of the bathtub. So it's loud. You take yes. baths. I don't even take baths. Yeah, I take baths. Are, are the, often, are the, are the bathtubs bigger? Are, the people are taller in the Netherlands, so they must have bigger bathtubs, right? Dude, I, mean, I would hope so. We could have like a whole separate podcast about like the shit that is bigger or taller over here that I didn't expect. And yeah, bathtubs are one of them. What's what's name the top three biggest and tallest things in the Netherlands? <laughs> <laughs> top three biggest and tallest and things. All right, here we go. No, uh, uh, you, uh, uh, urinals. Oh, urinals. They're way taller over here. I was like, oh, sh- oh shit. Like, whoa. Fuck. It's kind of so. It's like past like, your belly button. You, you have know, to like tippy toes. I, I actually. <laughs> It's like you see the you see the one that's for that's supposed to be for you know children and you're like that that seems like a better option. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 door- doorways and hmm. ceilings. You know, that's a big one. Um, Got to make room for those tall people. You know, they're tall, and 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 most of the time you want a building t- to be like proportional big enough yeah, exactly for people to stand inside of it yeah, yeah. so you got mm-hmm. bathtubs uh, urinals and doorways mm-hmm. wait why did, i still don't know why you moved to the netherlands why did you- dude i don't know like how did i even end up here like <laughs> honestly i've I'm been sitting here with a webcam on for almost two years and like i'm just was just been waiting for something to happen it this was is crazy the first man thing that's happened. we were playing a show and we got super drunk one night and then like the next day we woke yeah. up and patty just facetimed us like dude be... i moved to the netherlands no. last night we thought it'd be funny we thought it'd be funny dude yeah totally go that place. It's, no that's balls. the thing actually it is a prank on our fans that's what it's a prank on everybody that loves me and my wife we tore ourselves away um you know as a prank 
Um, so <laughs> he, he, he no, got us really. My good. Uh, my my wife is uh, actually finishing up a master's uh, in painting uh, right now, and we're just like over here to thrive. Yeah, and it's 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 happening. Did she paint that behind you? Yes, she did. Oh shit! There we go. What's it? And you, it's not hung up. Is there like a name for it? Do you have a? Does she title the? I like to call this one office painting. Wow, <laughs> that really speaks to me. It does. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, what is the easiest way for people to reach out to you guys? And yeah. Well, uh, we have a website actionist.com. Um, you can email us at actionist at gmail.com. Uh, we are not great about responding to Facebook messages, but you can hit us up on Instagram too, at Mighty Actionist. Yeah, oh, I would actually also recommend Mm -hmm. calling Ian's phone. The way you (laughs) want to do that is just walk out your front door, cup your hands like this and say, Ian, phone. Carrier pigeon. Someone will, (laughs) yeah, take care of that for you. Yeah, Instagram and and email is best. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Or the thing I said. Carrier pigeon or... Scream it through a rigatoni. Messenger donkey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that one actually. Messenger donkey is actually a good one too. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Oh my God. Well, this has been the NAS podcast with Actionist. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, we got that lag. And sorry, what? No, I'm just kidding. I can hear you just fine. And we did it.